0: welcome to pick me up pod this is the podcast where we are destigmatizing everything and anything menstrual health from your period to birth control to pregnancy and abortions i'm your host sophie and i have a period and i want to talk about it Hello everyone, welcome to Pick Me Up Pod. My name is Sophie, I'm your host. I'm here today with my business school daddy, Kyra. Kyra has worked across entertainment, production, startups, Um, she's also doing her MBA at Columbia right now. And yes, super excited to welcome you on. How are you doing Kyra?
1: I'm doing great. I feel very rested from the new year. And, um, and excited to see what see what this year brings. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we'll see. We before we hopped on, we just talked about how we are constructing our checklists for the year, and we have both decided that we're not doing it correctly. So maybe we'll figure out a way this year. <laughs> Did you start off your day with celery juice? Yes, I, I'm drinking it right now. I haven't ever since you told me about your celery juice and your health journey. I haven't been able to get celery juice out of my head, but I. I, I mean, I guess I could go get go buy like a juice. Do you have a juicer?
1: I have a juicer now. It's it's not it's not crazy expensive. I mean, especially considering I I juice it every I juice every day. Queen. You know I start Queen. Yeah, I start, <laughs> I start the day with like lemon water, and and then like I wait thirty minutes, and then I have celery juice. But it has it's been great because it has completely like I've been able to get off coffee. And like for weeks, I can, I can be off of coffee for weeks at a time and still stay up until, you know, really late and then wake up really early. Girl, you so,
0: don't need any uh, new year's resolutions from what you just told me. <laughs> You're good. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like someone kept their 2022 resolutions. I have not, <laughs> I've tried to get off coffee. Uh, I tried moving to, do you know those like mushroom drinks that kind of taste like coffee? Yeah. I love
1: mushrooms, but I can't, I haven't, brought, I haven't yet fried you know those like that it's like mud water oh no that's something different or I, i'm vaccine. sure there's other
0: brands the one i've i keep getting it's called four sigmatic i like have these little packets i'll bring you some when i come back to new york okay. um they okay. do taste kind of like coffee so it's a good like replacement but it doesn't hit the same anyways i'm sure we'll get to how all of these health things have impacted your period shortly but i yeah, want to start off the question um with where were you? How old were you? And what was happening when you got your very first period?
1: Yeah, so I was, I feel like I was a little young. I feel like I was probably around 12 or so. Um, I went to an all-girls school. so uh, So it was kind of nice to have, you know, to be experiencing something that a lot of my other classmates were experiencing at the time. I even remember when everyone started wearing bras or started to have to wear bras. <laughs> and that was, you know, and I would call my friend and uh, I remember I called my friend one morning and I said, I have to wear a bra today. Or at least that's what my mom said. Have you, do, you know, do you have to wear a bra today too? Maybe we can wear our bras together for the first time. And so that was a whole conversation. And uh, so, but I feel like there was, I do feel like there was a little bit more shame around periods and when you got when you got your yours and even though it wasn't all girls school so that kind of made things a little bit more secretive um I feel like I I told my mom my mom knew and she helped me out and I remember I started to wear pads so I didn't you know immediately jump into tampons or whatever and um yeah pads were the thing And I actually didn't even, I didn't wear, I didn't wear tampons until I was about uh, 16. So a few years later, and that was out of necessity because I was with some of my, some of those girls from my lower school, middle school, high school. um, And we were on a class trip to the Bahamas for spring break in, you know, senior year. So maybe I was 17. I was 17 at this point. And um, and I just remember being in the hotel room and we were going to go out for the first day in our, you know, bikinis and swimsuits and I couldn't wear a pad. <laughs> so, um, and by the way, guys, it wasn't one of those like thin, I didn't wear those thin, like, what is it? Like liners. I needed to wear a real pad. You had okay? something with the wings. Oh.
0: You had something with the yes, wings. yes, <laughs> yes.
1: Mm-hmm. So I just, so I was just in the bathroom and my class, my classmates were just like, just put it in, just stick it in the hole. And I was like, I can't see the holes. And they were like, just, just put it in. We need to go. We have to meet people. So I remember just, I just had to try. Pressure makes diamonds, <laughs> baby. Sometimes
0: you just got to do <laughs>
1: it. <laughs> and there and then, and then I, you know, and then I. I was like, okay, it's in, and I was able to go out. So that was that was a weird experience, but it was also kind of a pressurized, in the moment, just do it kind of thing. And so I do wish there had been a little bit more coaching um, for that experience, but also it's, it's also would be weird to ask anybody else to do that, to help you coach you through that in a way that's not like talking you through it. So, I feel
0: like yeah. no one ever wants to start using tampons I remember the reason I started using tampons was just because that's what my mom had and I was too shy of a kid to ask my mom to drive me to like the store and get pads so I was like I mm-hmm. guess that's what I'm using now and it was the same thing where I'm like I, I need to do something and I was like I guess it goes here <laughs> um but that's interesting so you went to an all-girls school so I went to a co-ed school so there was like I think it changes the, like, experience that you kind of have, like, around, like, tampons and, like, carrying them around. Because, like,
1: Definitely. I remember,
0: Definitely. like, when I was at school, like, it was all about, like, how do you, like, hide your tampons? Or, like, how do you mm-hmm. excuse yourself in a way that doesn't make it obvious that you're, like, on your period? But I remember one day, like, they were, like, the guys would, like, take your pencil pouch and, like, play around with them. And, like, the biggest fear oh was them, God. like, opening the pencil pouch and, like, pulling out.
1: And seeing a And, tampon. like, pulling out a
0: tampon. I remember, like that happened one day and the guys like started throwing my tampon like around the classroom i wasn't like that embarrassed i don't know i feel like i've always had like kind of like a high threshold for like embarrassment
1: <laughs> which is great by the way yeah i think but i feel like you're funny and you know you have some humor to you so i feel like that really helps because um yeah that helps with you know the embarrassment because if you can laugh at things it, yeah. it makes everything i feel swear i feel like
0: I feel like if you grew up with, like, a lot of siblings, like, I have, three, I have three siblings, like, that humbles you. Like, you have to build some kind of resilience and character. Yeah. <laughs> to, like, also, like, yeah. you have to take some level of, like, roasting, like, all the time. I mean, even if you don't, like, anyway, I don't know. I feel that was character building, <laughs> but, look, I'm just going to take the compliment and leave it where it is. <laughs> I'm curious to know how that experience was, like, going to an all-girls school, and what was, what was sex ed like? Did you guys learn about um, your periods at all at school or was that like, I don't know, was it a Catholic school? I don't know.
1: (laughs) No, it, it, um, we didn't learn. I mean, we learned about sex ed, but I feel like it was so brief. And so it wasn't (laughs) memorable. I feel like I learned more about sex ed, um, from my classmates and I feel like hearing everyone about does their, yeah <laughs> their experiences as women and then also having friends at co-ed schools and um I also had I also had some guy friends as well so I, I in others in other schools and um and so I feel like I learned also like that really helped kind of to to have like a you know platonic platonic guy friends who could tell you about what they were going through, yeah, um, and even that that still helps today,
0: <laughs> just totally,
1: even just for mindset purposes and everything, and um, and also like what what girls don't have to care about or don't have to worry about. For example, my mom was always like, "You have stretch marks," and that was a little weird because a lot of my classmates didn't have stretch marks, um, and or I didn't see them, so yeah. that was something that I felt like they needed to hide a little bit, and but. You know, have it, like one of my best guy friends have said has said before, and he still says this today whenever I bring it up. He's like, "Guys, I've never heard guys talk about stretch marks and say, say, 'Oh well, you know, she's a great girl, but those stretch marks, though, I couldn't like, I couldn't see past them.'" Yeah, like, I don't think not... I've
0: ever heard that. I don't think that's even like in the vocabulary.
1: There's stretch mark treatments. So, like, I have to get rid of all my stretch marks, and it's and it's and they're what? so I don't expensive.
0: Know. I mean, look, say what you will about capitalism, but it has bastardized so many things. Like, that was like not a so thing. Many like, so many things. I mean, yeah, I mean, this is fodder for a different podcast, but like I could go on rants about like how shampoo is a scam too. Like, I will go off.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, we, we can probably clean our. you know, there are different ways to condition your hair. There are different ways to condition your skin. Yeah. We don't need all of these. I'm just thinking about all the chemicals that you put on your face and everything every single day.
0: Yeah, it's crazy. And,
1: Anyway. Yeah. We <laughs> Anyways. Could, just um, but do you right.
0: so do you think that going to an all girls school like created this kind of like hyper focus around different like topics or like issues like you were talking about, like the, the stretch marks. Right. But do you feel like I mean, you said you got your period at around like age 12, which is like also the age that I got it and it's like pretty average. But do you feel that there was like maybe a hyper focus on some of the girls who got their periods or started going through puberty like earlier and like those that were going through it later? Because that definitely happened at my school and, you know, we were like 50 percent boys.
1: Yeah, I th- I feel like actually because because there were no because boys weren't really a part of. Kind of a comparison kind of conversation until high school um a little bit in middle school because of bat mitzvahs bar and bat mitzvahs my school is quite jewish so um which also helped because i think i feel like there were some hair issues (laughs) like because that was the most visible right Mm. like and so and but there was nothing like nothing about like makeup and yeah it was just like kind of everyone was responding to all of these normal bodily responses in different ways so i feel like the most glaring kind of puberty um con- conversations kind of came up in terms of when people had breasts and how devel- how like big they were at certain times but that was a
0: huge and one yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah that was a big one and then but like not in a like any everything was not sexual which was very nice um and and then also hair was another big conversation which I also feel like is not talked a lot about. yeah <laughs> um and because like women are just trying to remove all of their hair you know it's like kind of from the eyebrows down yeah how much hair can you get rid of and so but like some girls like you know people would talk about how some girls got waxed and then like we would and we would we could see that people had gotten waxed because they would come to school and they would have like you know like uh, like it would they're upper lip would be red and and so I was like oh my god this person like needs to wax the upper lip and I needed to for sure but I didn't my skin is very sensitive I tried and I have this I still have a like hyperpigmentation like mark on my oh cheek
0: oh my god just a,
1: a small one from like trying to wax myself
0: how old were you when and you were like so- I need to wax
1: um well i think my mom like wanted me to. yeah you <laughs> got like every every like beauty thing my mom my mom's like trying to push me into beauty things like a lot <laughs> wait or,
0: like, my but, mom too and i'm like not a beauty girl and my mom so badly me wants me to be a beauty girl and i'm
1: like okay <laughs> Me, me neither and um and i mean so my mom my mom had me so i got waxed for the first time like bikini waxed for the first time. Girl, officially. I have a horror story
0: about this, but you go, You do. Mine is a horror
1: story. <laughs> yeah. Mine is a horror story. My mom was like, well, I was like, you'll let me take you to the woman that I went to. And so meaning that my mom got here, got to New York in the 70s. And so she went to this shop on, you know, in the West 70s, um, 70s in the West 70s. And, and so this woman was at least 70 years old by this, at this point. And, um, and so she pulled so slowly. And this is my bikini
0: area. It
1: was just, it was so terrible. And like terrible. for the first
0: time too. And like that's the Yes, for the worst. first time.
1: She was like, okay, ripping it off. And that's how long it would take her to rip it off. And she wasn't ripping it in the right directions. It was just, it was such a terrible experience. And it was the hot wax that you have to pull the wax off. It's not like, it's not, you know, the strips. So remarkably, I kept waxing after that, but I needed, make a break and um and now I do laser which is amazing oh, wow. I recommend everyone does it I started going to this spa that I saw Serena Williams went to the spa in New York it's it, it's called erase spa and other women of color have gone so I've been going there for the last uh probably like five years and it's changed my life and it's magical so. that is amazing
0: and anything to forego yeah. okay so I've gotten a bikini wax a singular time and the only reason i went was because my roommate at the time was like this is the best thing ever i don't have to shave down there i don't do anything i just get a wax like every six weeks i'm like okay like and again i feel like this is like one of those things as you venture and i was like maybe 19 or 20 at the time and i was like okay this is like one of those things as i like venture into womanhood like this is what i'm going to start doing like i'm a wax girl now Um, so I go to this place and it's like super, super close to my apartment at the time. And she goes there, has recommended it. And I go and like, they tell you before, and she told me this too, right? The first time you go is the worst. Like it's going to be the most painful, but after that you like, don't feel it at all anymore. So I go there and I'm like lying on the table. I'm like, it's fine. like Oh my God. It was the most painful thing. I've actually, I like remember actively thinking this. I'm like, I need to like memorize this pain because this is the worst thing i've ever felt and i was bleeding from my pores like i also have like very sensitive skin like anything yes
1: you're bleeding yeah
0: if she told me i was gonna start bleeding from this hell no No, count me out i'm I'm out the door (laughs) no fucking chance um but yeah and then i was like okay that was super painful i'm probably not gonna do it again but it looks great i gave it about 36 hours and i literally had the worst rash of my life and it was so itchy. I was like, I thought I oh like had God. gotten an STI. It was bad. It was, I knew it was oh from the God. wax, right? So I was like, not like that worried, yeah. but I'm like, yo. Anyway, I don't even remember oh what we were God. talking about, but, but, but like careful. removal of hair. Um. Yeah, I feel like it's like hair and like tits and then it's like, okay, then you get your period after. I was actually thinking about when you were talking about how you and your friend were like, oh, let's wear our bras for the first time, like together <laughs> to school. Um, yeah. It's funny because I did something similarly, but not with bras, but um, with thongs. Uh, I think it was like seventh or eighth grade. My best friend and I, we had gone to the mall and we'd gone to Victoria's Secret, and I'm pretty sure they still do these sales where it's like you get five, like you get five panties for like twenty-five dollars. So it's yes, like five dollars yes. for a pair of panties, and we both yeah. got these like lacy thongs and we thought we were like we thought we were the it girls we were i was like very far from the it girl i was like eating my lunch in the band hall and playing the flute. like i was not that i was not that girl i was not that girl but i um like me and her would start like wearing these underwear like on the same day together that like across the class would be like you know like i know you got that on no i love I but i was like I, I probably didn't even need to wear a bra until i was probably like a junior or senior in high school, like I have like average-sized boobs, but they did not come in. Like I had my period like years before my boobs came. In. I don't know, I don't know if I gained weight. I don't know if my hormones fluctuated, but yeah, my the titties did not come in for a while.
1: I remember sitting in, um, sitting in homeroom or like in our, I guess our class room, uh, with a bunch of my friends and, and asking how fast you have to move the razor when you shave. And one of my friends was like, "I go like this," and she was just showing it like really quickly. And I was thinking, I couldn't because I was like, "How does she go so quickly? Because you're catching so much hair." I mean, <laughs> I had to—I to wipe off the razor like
0: half a, you know, after like five inches. But those <laughs> are, like, okay, those are real and good questions. Like, how are you supposed to know? Like, honestly, razors kind of scare yeah. me. Like,
1: yeah, I also like because like, 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 you're gonna—you're gonna cut yourself, and all this. Anyway, there's so many there are just so many nuances to dealing with puberty as a girl Yeah. and, and you know, and learning about like how heavy to, you know, how heavy your pads have to be. Speaking of, this is, this is funny. I did do, I did recently, I bought a diva cup for the first time over, um, over the holiday. Uh, Cause one of my, One of the girls that i went to new orleans with said she she uses one yeah sorry if she's she she listens to this i'll be like oh no i'm the
0: biggest i'm Um, the biggest advocate of metro cups i love i've
1: never i've never tried it before so
0: let's get i won't i want the review
1: i'm I'm excited
0: so oh Oh, you haven't tried it yet
1: no because i i bought it and i but i didn't think like a trip when i'm staying staying in an airbnb was the best time to try it yeah the first spring (laughs) so i just i want to try it at home when I can wear, you know,
0: black pants. Totally. As <laughs> yeah. To, okay, to anyone that's listening, my biggest tip about menstrual cups um, is the fact that it cannot get lost inside of you. Like, do not freak out. Do not get scared. It's not going to get lost inside of you. That would be my biggest tip. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, when I first tried them out, I was like, it was maybe I was like 1922. So I was like, not even like that comfortable with my body yet, but I feel like if I tried them for the first time today, it would be like a lot smoother. Basically just like fold it up, you put it in there, it opens back up and then you pull it out. Like it's, they have saved me um, so much money over the years. Like I don't really buy, I don't buy tampons unless I just like forget it somewhere. There's actually <laughs> two times. I actually have two funny stories about menstrual cups. And then I, I want to ask you about yes. your birth control journey. Um, but for, okay, so the menstrual cups, you can have for like five years. Like if they're still, they're like, if you get like the, you know, good ones, they're very high grade mm-hmm. silicone and you, you know, just like boil them to disinfect them. And then you can use them over and over and over again. I've had to rebuy a menstrual cup before because this was maybe like four years ago I was hooking up with this guy and he had a dog you already know where the story is gonna go he had a puppy he had a puppy like a puppy and um I took it out before we were having sex and I like put it on his like whatever little thing next to his bed and um afterwards I was like yo where is my menstrual cup like where where is the like cuz i need it i need to put it back like i was not done no. with my period um and he goes oh god and i'm like what does that mean <laughs> what's that oh god and oh then he god. like had run over to his, his dog was like it was like fully like chewed up but his dog also like swallowed the menstrual cup like his dog ate it oh my god and i was like I can't. like i'm so sorry my guy but i'm not about to go to the puppy er with you like i'm so sorry like i don't have anything to do or i cannot contribute any more than like saying like calling an uber and like putting a wad of toilet paper in my underwear like i'm sure the dog was fine but like it ate <laughs> it like fully swallowed it and then um, i don't know like why are dogs
1: because i yep. mean my former dog has like that like it just I don't know they love why, it. Why,
0: why they love it why? so much they love it so why? my um this is even um this is almost like a war story but it happened to one of my good friends <laughs> and coworkers um my boss brings his dog into the office quite frequently it's just like very mm-hmm. cute golden doodle um and she was on her period or like maybe about to start her period. Anyway, her menstrual cup was in her backpack or in her purse, like on the table. And this dog is very well known for climbing on tables and like eating people's bagels. And the dog got into her bag, got the menstrual cup out, and was like running around like the office and like chewing it up. And someone like found it, like one of I think my friend, my coworker Julie, and um, yeah. It was so bad. Oh my god. It was You so can't
1: bad. be like, oh, oh, this is mine. Like, yeah. sorry. Oh, god. But it's not
0: like, but it's like the fact that the dog, like, went into the bag and got it. It's not like yeah. she, like, had it, like, lying like out. It brought it out.
1: <laughs> wow.
0: Anyway, um, I would love to hear about your birth control journey and, like, at what age or when you decided to go on birth control and what that decision-making process was like.
1: My mom didn't um encouraged me to go in birth control. I I don't remember if I told her or anything. Um I do remember the one thing that she did encourage me to do was Gardasil. Remember there was that um yeah so I had a a Gardasil shot and I think one of the reasons was because one of my one of my classmates in high school, her mom was a was a doctor. Um Her mom was a doctor. Let's say that again. And so her mom like recommended that, you know, her daughter get Gardasil. So then my mom was like, okay, since, you know, since her mom uh, told her to, you should as well. So I got Gardasil. That was the only thing my mom kind of pushed me to do in terms of any kind of um, preventative health, medical measures. Then in college, um, I think I started talking to some classmates about what they what birth control they were using and I said I knew that I wanted to I'd done some research and I knew I wanted to go on a low hormone uh, I wanted to start out with a low hormone um, pill of some sort and I didn't realize there were a bunch of other options so I didn't realize you could have a you know something inserted into your body which kind of freaked me out um, or anything else where you could Sometimes, like some people told me, they only got their period four times a year, which also freaked me out because I'm just thinking, if you, re, you know, if you recalibrate your body um, in so many ways, like what long-lasting effects are those, or could that have on your body? So, um, so I knew I wanted to start out with a low hormone dose of something. Um, I went to the campus doctor and they prescribed something that yeah had low hormone dose and i just it definitely changed my mood and i noticed it within probably a couple weeks and um i was just really irritable i got mad at people for reasons that i probably would have been able to let go in the past and so and i i took it for about a month and then i stopped um and then i think i just used condoms for anything else and um but I wasn't I wasn't really I dated someone for probably about a month or a month and a Mm -hmm. half and that is what I was like trying to get on birth control for and um but that was about it I really did not have a very exciting dating history in college so (laughs) so um yeah so I didn't I really I didn't need to consider it again and so then the next time I uh what did I do next I think oh so I think I got on I I got on another different kind of oh so I spoke with a friend sorry I'm like jumping around But I spoke with a friend from high school one of my high school friends about her experience and she said that she had a similar really bad reaction to um a low hormone birth control pills. So she, so she had suggested I take another one. So I started on that other one and I took that one pretty regularly when I was dating someone from my first, the first person I was dating after college. And, um, and so, yeah, I took that one for quite a few months, actually pretty regularly. And I also had a rigorous, stressful job. So, (laughs) um, but where I was probably only eating once a day and I was working like 14 to 16 hours a day. Um, and so I don't know how all of these things probably affected my body. I was not eating well, um, during that one meal that I had a day. Um, I lost hair during that period of time, <laughs> all this yeah. other stuff. It probably wasn't, you know, just because of the hormones, but, um, but anyway, and then finally, I started, I switched to, I went to a Planned Parenthood in 2015 or 16, 16, 2016. I went to Planned Parenthood and, um, and I, got, I got a copper IUD. And I've had that ever since. And it's been great. Um, they warned me that it was, re- it was a really painful experience to have it put in. By the way, I should just say that I almost passed out. I took the subway home which i do not recommend i think anyone who gets a copper iud or has an iud inserted into them do not even if they think they're fine do not take public transportation you took the to subway
0: get... home Girl. i know i took
1: the subway home because i thought i was fine because yeah. the doctor was like would you like to lie on the table for a few minutes because so, i know some people can feel a little queasy afterwards and i did and then i was like oh i think i think i'm fine so i got up as soon as i got it's like as soon as those subway doors closed i i was like i don't know i felt i just started sweating and i just curled up in the seat next to me i felt i i you know i couldn't even throw i was it felt like so painful i was just like this must be what it feels like it, or i could feel, this must be i thought this was what like contractions felt like and it would like without any kind of anesthesia and it was it was so painful and then i was and then. You, I could hardly stand up straight um and uh yeah so
0: how was it i mean you <laughs> so yeah. terrible... i mean you've had it for f- since then it seems like you've really <laughs> liked it i'm glad you had such a positive i've loved yeah. i've
1: loved it and some of my friends said they wouldn't get it because they like the fact that um they like the fact that like their birth control helps decrease their like the happiness of their period yeah. and um but I, I'm like, I will find other ways to, to moderate that, yeah. whether it's, you know, eat less dairy, which I should be eating less dairy and, and I am now. Um, I also have, I don't know, and even this celery juice cleanse, I, I hardly realize, I haven't, I've, I have, I don't have any warning signs before I get my period these days. <laughs> it's really? like, it's like, I think I don't get cramps beforehand. And I used to have really bad cramps before I every time before i got my period um and now and like it's just i have just changed my diet in certain ways and it's it's amazing what that can do to, to decrease uh your cramps so that's incredible yeah. do you f- i've loved at that
0: yeah do you feel like the like, the kind of mood swings or not necessarily mood swings but like the mood shifts that you experienced when you went on a, a low dose oral contraceptive did you experience any of that on the copper iud
1: not it, no, not at all. Because it was all just, um, yeah. Because I felt like it was all, it's just not, it's not like affecting your hormones in the same way. So I've really, I've really enjoyed it, and, um, and I, but my, my flow did get heavier, really, noticeably. Not heavier. So no. yeah, yeah. Um, heavier in a big way, especially for the first. They said for the first three months that you're on it, 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 it might be like, what's going on? Here? Yeah. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, so that was a bit, uh, frustrating, mm-hmm. I guess I'll say. Not like, not upsetting, but just a little frustrating. But I, but again, I was trying to just, you know, change the way I worked out and, and change the way I ate to, to see if that would change the flow.
0: Here comes the onslaught of all my selfish questions. Okay, what are you yeah. eating? Like, what did you do to like change that flow, or what do you feel like had the biggest impact on like your ability to manage it?
1: Um, so I feel like dairy did for sure. I'm I'm lactose intolerant, but I ignore it for the most part. I love ice cream. I love whipped cream. Um, and but just really. Being a little bit more cognizant about, um, and trying to find alternatives um, like banana, like making banana ice cream, um, instead I've started doing that. So, uh, and having, mm-hmm. I, I'm not a big fan of milk. Like I don't, I don't need milk, um, like whole milk. I'm fine with almond milk or oat milk. So, so just doing like that that has helped. Uh, and also like not having as much meat, as well sometimes. Yeah. Um, cause meat can have so many hormones in it too, which sometimes totally. does help with, it can help in the opposite way. Like, you know, you can eat more meat and sometimes the meat has hormones and then your periods get maybe a little lighter, Yeah. but, but your cramps can also get a little bit more intense because of, so anyway, so it's just, it's kind of interesting how that, how that has like a positive effect. Um, cause I think there's not, I think. I think there is a maybe a slight correlation between the amount of hormones that have been in meat and how, you know, busty women are mm-hmm. and and everything like that. So or how much we develop earlier. Yeah. Um, so anyway, I mean, so just, no, you're yeah. absolutely
0: right. I think there there's a huge correlation between, you know, the amount of hormones that we're feeding animals that they're, we're then in turn eating. And it's actually been shown, you know, over the course 50 years or so that American women are having their periods on average, I think, like two years earlier than they used to, which is like, I mean, any like public health official should be like, hey, like, what are we eating? Like, what is going on here? Like, not necessarily that, that that is like a bad thing, but we're genuinely changing the course of development in children by what we're eating and i think it's it's so scary scary it's weird and then like on the other end so like i i had a time where i was like i went like fully vegan i was like this is like you know like no dairy like banana ice cream by the way is fucking amazing it's so good i love banana ice cream with like cacao nibs in it um yeah that actually made me feel like really bad like and I realize I think I probably have some like underlying hormonal issues and like eating a lot of carbohydrates is what is like causing a lot of my period cramps, and I recently started eating more, which like I didn't even necessarily like want to do, but I started eating like more meat and vegetables and like less of like like the bananas and the fruits and the other stuff, and that has helped mm-hmm. me, and it's just like, and then I hear people who are like absolutely flourishing on eating a very, um, heavily plant based diet, and I'm just like okay, like there's no advice that like anyone could give anyone aside from like trying out different things through elimination. And honestly, I completely,
1: I completely agree with that. And that's that, hard. I, yeah. A hundred percent, hundred percent. You have to, you have to figure out what works for your body. I also, I don't eat gluten and, um, that has really helped with just joint pain and everything. So, um, And yeah, you just, you have to figure out what works best for your body. And it's not going to be the same as what everyone else is doing, but it's, it's, and instead of thinking it, thinking of it or allowing people to tell you that you're dieting too much or that you are dieting or, or like, oh, are you on this diet now? Just like, as long as you're still eating enough, um, you know, and eating, eating so that, you know, you're comfortably full. Um, not over full. Yeah. I, you know, I think that, I think that it's just, it's just important to listen to your body. And if you get exhausted, if you feel like you have to take a nap after a meal, that might not be the best meal for your body.
0: You know? For like years of my life, I'm like, what am I doing wrong? I'm eating like a massive plate of like spaghetti with tomato sauce. And I'm like, it's a vegan and I'm like passing out at work and I'm like, oh, (laughs) this is not working.
1: Yeah. It's like, it's just like, there's so many, there's so many different like things to try out. Oh, one thing. I forgot what I was supposed to say. I feel like I had another um, hormone. I'll think of it.
0: Oh yeah, no, you're okay. all good. Um, one last thing before we finish up, I wanted to bring up the topic of egg freezing, and it's something that I haven't really like thought about that much up until maybe like a month ago, and not necessarily like the egg freezing of it. But I don't remember who I was talking to, but they were talking about. It must have been a podcast. They were talking about donating eggs and how you could get paid like upwards of 15 grand for donating eggs. And then I was like, should I donate my eggs? (laughs) I was like, I was like, not like, oh, like I'm gonna do this but I was like, oh, like this is something I've never even like thought of before. And I went to like a deep rabbit hole and then I decided that I probably didn't wanna donate my eggs, but then I was like, okay, like what's on the opposite end of like that? Like egg freezing. And then I started getting all these advertisements on like Instagram and TikTok to like freeze my eggs, and I'm like, whoa, slow down. Um, and I had read like articles a couple of years ago um, about how egg freezing is like very expensive, and oftentimes the eggs that are thawed out after like a decade aren't super fertile. Um, so I just wanted to read a couple of facts I pulled from an article that was actually published a couple of days ago in the New York Times. Before choosing to freeze their eggs, women must also be prepared for substantial costs. Each egg retrieval cycle can cost ten grand, Dr. Hickman said. The number of eggs collected varies from woman to woman. And for many, the only way to get a sufficient number to make success likely is to have more than one cycle. It costs another five thousand to seven thousand to thaw and fertilize the eggs, grow embryos in the lab for a few days and then transfer them to the woman's uterus. Many women have the embryos tested for chromosomal anomalies that costs another three grand and storage of the frozen eggs can cost up to a thousand dollars a year. So even storing them for 10 years is like 10 grand. And then yeah. I was like, okay, like, I feel like a lot of jobs are like offering this through their insurance. So I was like, okay, like what companies are like offering this? And of course, it's like the obvious ones that you would assume like Facebook, and Apple, and like Tesla and Walt Disney. And I think they give you a stipend of up to 20 grand to freeze your eggs. And they are all doing it on the basis of like, you can keep working, like you don't have to like, Enter into motherhood until like your mid 40s, like give all your time and energy to Tesla. And it's just like, Mm -hmm. it's this weird thing because it creates this like dynamic where people who are like already like very privileged in the amount of education that they were able to get so they could like go into those high paying jobs are like now given this opportunity to really um, like fulfill their careers until potentially their mid 40s. Um, And at the same time, people who are like, are more disenfranchised are like, now either have to make the choice, like, do I have to have kids in my mid 30s? Or like, can I wait? And so it's just like, it's created this weird dynamic, firstly, but also at the same time, it's like, a lot of what these like, fertility clinics are selling women is the like, it's like this peace of mind, like, I don't have to make the choice right now. It's like the peace of mind that men have, right? Like a man can like, have a kid when he's 50 and it's like totally fine but what i pulled from this article is also the fact that like only a a quarter to a third of those um embryos are actually like successful so it's like the actual rate of women who are able to have children through this is like super super low so like Something that when it like egg freezing like came out probably a little bit over a decade ago was like the selling point that it's this like huge equalizer for women who can now like, you know, we had the pill, like we had all these things, we had like a sexual revolution. And now we can also like choose when to have kids. But how it looks in today's climate is that basically we are like sold this like idea of like the fact that we can have children later, but it's only accessible to maybe like 1% of women and Mm -hmm. i don't know like i feel like now more and more people that i'm talking to are like oh like my friend froze her eggs and like maybe i want to freeze my eggs and like all this stuff and i'm like i I wouldn't be able to afford this like if i wanted to and then like even if i am i'm like i'm dropping 20 grand and it's like doesn't even work just for like peace of mind i don't know i just like feel like it's just like another one of those things that's like milking women (laughs)
1: I started thinking about this because of, as you said, kind of the, um, we're hearing it more and it's on Instagram more. And there was, or there's this woman on Instagram that posted her egg freezing not her journey, but I guess she posted some information about it. I think she's already done it, but she froze her eggs in London. And she was talking about how much cheaper it is. So to English freeze babies. Your eggs. Yeah, she was talking about how much cheaper it was than, than doing it here in the U.S. Wow.
0: So
1: this could be a this could be an option for for women if they don't want to pay the like all those you know <gasps> Wait, that's fascinating. Wait, that's, you,
0: is egg freezing tourism going to be a thing? Maybe. Oh my God, I feel like there's so like maybe. people who, people go to like Turkey to get nose I've heard nose more jobs. people say
1: that. I've heard more people say like go to London if you want to freeze your eggs. Cause it's a lot cheaper
0: and Wait. it's
1: not. Yeah. So I, I was, I was going to look her up to see what her name is, but
0: that sounds like um, a girl's trip. <laughs>
1: <laughs> an ex <excellent laughs> trip. Um, but I, I don't know. I mean, I I just turned 31 and I, I don't know. I mean, the last person I dated said, that I, I should probably have kids before I'm 35 because then that just goes you know down.
0: Like, um, um okay, was it? Yeah, and and unless this person was like, a doctor, like I don't want your comments. Was this person a doctor? They knew
1: they they definitely knew doctors. They they have like friends who are doctors, but I just I don't know. My mom had me when she was 40, um, and she could have had another kid as well. Um, so she was fine. And I, I just I just think it, but again, I think all of these things are connected, right? It depends on like, I, I was only on a birth control with, with hormones that would like kind of repress my reproductive systems yeah. for a couple months in total, um, or a few months in total. And so that might lead to more health in that area. So maybe I, don't have to worry about, like, anyway, I don't know. I I
0: totally agree with you. I feel like everyone is, like, I feel like a lot of these companies, and I even saw an ad, it was, like, thousand dollars off for egg freezing black friday sale and it almost like i had never even it's so bad i know and i i honestly i'd never even like thought about it like i just like i didn't like i knew it was a thing but i like like i'm not thinking about that right now like i'm not thinking about having kids and um it like create has created not necessarily yet but like it creates this like sense of like anxiety or like you have to do this if you want to have it does like
1: it really it really does it kind of
0: like takes it really does and that's why i'm like I don't know it's just like it seems very and I don't think this was even like the original intention like originally like you know the the egg freezing was developed I think in like 2011 or 2012 and it was specifically also like for women that were going that were going to be undergoing cancer treatments and in that case it makes Mm. a lot of sense to freeze your eggs but it's now turned into this like bastardization of that like exactly like we were talking about at the beginning of this episode where it's like almost these like vultures like black friday sale freeze your eggs like if you ever like want to have kids like in a career and like yeah i don't know like i mean i'm not like considering it right now i'm not even thinking about it i i'm the kind of person like whatever comes to in my life as far as timeline goes as far as any of that stuff like will happen Um, Maybe there is some day where I consider it, but not right now. I haven't really heard anyone, like, talk about, like, the pressure behind, like, egg freezing as, like, more and more people that I hang around with are, like, talking about it and are, like, sending these articles to me. Um, But yeah, I feel like someone should do, like, an investigative report on these companies. I also think it's so, it's
1: very early on in the, in, as you said, like, this kind of, conversation, or, or like these companies who are focusing on them, or even just, even companies allowing, you know, employees to have a stipend for, um, mm. or to have, or to cover that in their insurance. Um, mm. I feel like it speeds up our timelines in a way that I'm, I'm also very similar to you, where I just, I kind of want to see what happens and, and go with it, and, um, but I don't, I don't know, I mean, I have seriously also been considering it, but it's frustrating me that I'm even considering it because I know I'm considering it because I hear a bunch of people talking about it and some of my classmates are talking about it and in business school and, and you know, and like, should I take this precaution? Because I also do like being, you know, having like multiple bases covered.
0: Yeah, it like, um, it keeps doors for open that for you. And like, that gives me, yeah. that like gives you such peace of mind, right? Like, and I could even see and my friend who, um, she works in insurance, specifically health insurance. And she was talking to me about this concept or she was like, maybe I want to start a company. I'm like, please start a company. But it's like, um, if, even if you're like 18, you could like pay into an insurance policy that by the time you're like 28, like you could actually afford to freeze your eggs. Right. But you like, like you would have to start that like when you're younger. Um, and mm-hmm. that's like, maybe will be available in like 20 years but as of right now like even like the way the technologies are around egg freezing i like don't think that it's available um but yeah definitely something that i'm gonna be watching especially
1: yes (laughs) yes if you if you can find someone who's had a experience had an egg freezing experience in you know in another country that would be really i think that'd be really interesting
0: the tourism is gonna happen it's like you know because people like will go to like brazil to get liposuction and like they'll call (laughs) that like a girl strip and they'll make a vlog (laughs) (laughs) thank you so much for hopping on um and for having yes absolutely Um, i will see you guys next week